I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Audio. Audio Media presents The Patron Saint of Suicides. Created by Alex Dolan. There is no way Walking Sam is still out there. I told you this before. Walking Sam is Owen Olson. He doesn't have access to the internet. Also, there's a new development. Olsen just got stabbed last night. By who? Who do you think? Some other inmate. He's in critical condition. Is he going to die? Do you care? Detective Blossom? Detective Cook is looking for you. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Stay off the site. Stop looking for Walking Sam in the shadows. And for God's sake, stop calling me. I walk back into my mom's bedroom and sit on the bed. We're watching another of my dad's movies. The movie is called Smell Test. My dad's character has been fired from every job imaginable. To earn money for his family, he takes a job as a smell tester, the person who sniffs products to rate how pleasant or rancid they are. At this point in the film... He's overcome with his initial disgust and has a sommelier's nose. This is an abomination. It's like the devil's gym socks. Like someone picked an anchovy out of Hagrid's beard? Mmm. Swamp water and false teeth. Like someone drove a truck full of hot dogs into a formaldehyde factory. I always liked that one. Come to think of it, I might have stolen that one when I was doing stand-up. 
like someone tried to make kombucha with boiled eggs. Hmm. Oh, well, this is just heavenly. Fresh eucalyptus leaves garnished with a sprig of mint. Oh my god, is this a joke? It's even worse after the good smell. Why would you make a potpourri that smells like Ron Jeremy's laundry? Oh, oh, I, I'm tasting this one. Mum mutes the movie. I never liked that joke. Ron Jeremy was a true gentleman. What? Ron was a lovely man and a, a generous lover. Oh, my God. Did you sleep with Ron Jeremy? I was young. I was a model. How? Why? Oh, my God. Ron Jeremy could have been my father? I think I'm going to be sick. Haven, calm down. I didn't sleep with Ron Jeremy. That was just a joke. <laughs> Thank God. I thought this was some kind of deathbed confession. Uh, so, how is this going to work? Uh, Phoebe told you. She'll inject me with pentobarbital. Right. But what needs to happen before then? It's all been done. I signed off on the estate planning. I called everyone I need to. We had a celebration in Kyoto before I left. I said all my goodbyes then. It's just me and you. Have you picked a day? I have. But I won't tell you yet. It's all you'll think about. But I would like you to be there. Can I count on you to be there? I'm not sure. I know I should say yes, but I'm not comfortable with this. I need you there. You know I'm not going to participate. If I come, I'd be with you. But I'm not going to help with the process or, or whatever you want to call it. I know. That's why I have Phoebe. I just want you to be with me. Can we talk about this later? I don't have much later. My mom shakes her head. I could say something. Why didn't you ever remarry? I couldn't find anyone who could replace your father. <laughs> uh, no, that's bullshit. It took a lot of energy to be your father's wife. It was exhausting. Honestly, I couldn't put myself through it again. Doesn't it get lonely? I had boyfriends. I'm not a nun. Anyway, how about you? You evaded the question last time. I haven't thought about it. I didn't have a good marriage the first time. I never liked him. You made that clear. I wasn't wrong, was I? He was a selfish man. He didn't jump because he was depressed. He jumped so you would always live with the guilt. Do you? I have a lot of other things to feel guilty about. How did a man like that ever win you over? He made me laugh. 
I never heard him say anything funny. I don't think I ever saw him smile. Phoebe, where have you been? The police brought me in for questioning. Oh my goodness, why? I'm surprised Blossom did me another favor. I assume this is his doing. They asked me questions about the murder of someone named Lynn Jackson. Does that name mean anything to you? I like watching her squirm. I guess she was killed with pentobarbital. I have no idea who she is or why they're trying to connect me with her. I don't even know how they found me. What did they want to know? If I killed her, obviously. No, what else did they ask you? They asked me about my lawsuits. They knew about you, Kamiko, and they asked whether I was here to steal your money. Your mother knows all about this, but in full transparency, I was accused twice of trying to manipulate clients into writing me into their wills. That's just not true. No one's ever written you into their will? I don't manipulate people. Two clients gave me money in their estate, but I had no idea until the reading. It's not something I wanted. I didn't accept the money. Both times I gave it to charity. It wasn't even that much money. It wouldn't have been the kind of money you'd kill someone for. I'm sorry, Kamiko. No reason to be sorry. They have all this information on me. Personal details, client lists. Not like any of this would have anything to do with the murder of... What was her name? Lynn Johnson? No, Jackson. If they think I kill people for money, what the hell would my motivation be to kill her? I didn't know her, and unless there's a complete surprise coming, I'm not going to be in her will. I guess they don't know that. Then, ask all these questions about pentobarbital. What dose I would use on a client? Do I ever use the neck as an injection point? And they kept asking where I would buy it, like get it in some back alley. Where do you get it? Not in a back alley. Phoebe stashes supplies into her satchel. What are you doing? I'm sorry, Kamiko. This isn't safe anymore. For you or her? For me. I can't work when there's so much attention on me. I can't go through another trial. I got lucky with the other two trials. With my arrest record, with the wrong lawyers and the wrong judge, I could easily wind up in prison. You can't just leave? I'm sorry, Kamiko. I really am. Phoebe! Phoebe! <coughs> Just a few minutes away in the Trussell Glen neighborhood in Oakland, an attorney selected a vintage cognac for an after-work drink. He worked out of his home office, which he decorated with an indulgent collection of Greco-Roman artifacts, cracked plates, chipped urns, and worn coins. The impression was less like a museum and more like a garage sale. Jim Kendall. Jim, we need to pull down the site. Shiv, you fucking idiot. Why are you calling me? It's a new phone. They can't trace it. Well, they can trace mine, can't they? You tech nerds always manage to miss the obvious. We need to take the site down. We're not having this conversation. We need to take it down. There is risk, and then there is this. We are exposed. We, we are in danger. I'm honestly shocked you can't see it for yourself. We're not talking about this now. Meet me tomorrow, here, 8am. Jim, please listen. <sighs> that kid's gonna be the death of me. How did I 
wind-up he. In the corner of the room, someone didn't step out of the shadows so much as take shape within them. A stranger's faint exhale startled James Kendall, who turned to see a silhouette by his office door, its features cloaked in the dark. Jeez, who the hell are you? And what the fuck are you doing in my home? The figure remained silent and still. Get the fuck out of my house! You want an appointment? You call me first! Or better yet, don't call and hope to Christ that I never see you again! Don't fucking ignore me! I could have you arrested! What's the phone for? Are you... you fucking texting? I'm talking to you! The stranger stepped from the shadows, and what James Kendall saw chilled him. They wore a mask, specifically a Lucha Libre mask, and held a phone in one hand and a gun in the other. Be quiet. Wait. What do you want? Don't wave that thing in my face. I, I have no idea who you are. Just put that away, okay? I think you might have the wrong house. I'm, I'm James Kendall. I'm a lawyer. You can see the sign on my front door. Whoever you're looking for, I'm not the guy. Please, please, please. Stop pointing that at me. The stranger holstered the weapon and walked around the perimeter of the room, examining the assortment of antiques. Can I offer you a drink? No? I see you're looking at some of the art. I'm a fan of Greco-Roman artifacts. I'm a collector. I have been for some time. I, I think it's all the stuff I learned in school, all those myths. Perseus and Medusa, Theseus and the Minotaur. Am I right? I mean, how did the same stories persist after 2,000 years? More, more than 2,000 years. You like that vase? It's Hercules fighting the lion. It's, it's one of my favourites. You can have it. Honestly, just take it. Take it and, and, and go. I, I've got more. I should have donated them to a museum anyway. I shouldn't hoard them. I should give them away to someone who can appreciate them. Like you. What do you say? On the ground. The stranger pocketed the phone and raised a syringe. James Kendall fixed on a droplet that clung to the tip of the needle. What is that? What are you doing with that? No, no, no. You don't have to do this. Whoever sent you, you tell them there's a, there's a way to sort this out. I have money. I have a network of connections. You have an opportunity both for yourself and for whoever sent you. Don't miss out on that opportunity. All right. I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Please, don't, don't do this. Please. Please. And in a blur of movement, the stranger came for him. No, 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 please! Thank you for visiting the Envy. No villains. No victims. Clementa closed her phone's browser and continued pacing an ellipsis around a vaulted lobby. The person Clementa was waiting for came out of the elevator, strode through the security gate, and beelined toward her. Miss Ibarra, what are you doing here? I'm here to make a confession. 
The Patron Saint of Suicides was created by Alex Dolan and produced by Audio Media and co-written by Alex Dolan and Vince DeJohnny. Starring Elisa Park as Haven Otomo, Rob Schwab as Victor Blossom, D. Rosen as Kamiko Otomo, Georgia McKenzie as Zoe Gibson, Paul Green Dennis as Leonard Price, Robin Regalado as Clementa Ibarra, A.J. Beckles as Owen Olson, and Richie Ammons as the narrator. Also featuring performances by Morrison James, Jason Webb, Bill Kernodal, Patrick Conroy, Brenda Smith, Akshdeep Singh, Marianne Case, John Klug, Jamie Mack, C.J. Cressy, Catherine Michaels, Erica Sanderson, C.B. Drogi, and Allison Shepard. For more information, visit www.suicidesaints.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.